Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Cloud ERP. This special edition podcast is brought to you in partnership with the Let's Talk Data podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Frank McGrory. My guest in this episode is G.S. Jock, Global Chief Information Officer and Chief Information Security Officer at Accurite. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because we are going to learn more about why transforming this medical device company is required to keep pace in saving as many lives as possible through radiotherapy systems for alternative cancer treatments. It's such a powerful company, um, GS, that I, I was doing some research after we spoke and just looking through your web pages were, I mean, just so eye-opening and and educational and everything all wrapped up to one. So I'm so happy to have you and and welcome. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Can you tell me a little bit more? I mean, I, again, just, you know, did a little tip-tapping on on Google search. Can you tell me a little bit more about Accuray and and then a little bit more about your role in the company as the Chief Information Officer and Security Officer at Accuray? Yeah, absolutely. As you started saying, you know, the radiation therapy for to treat all kinds of cancer, that's the company we are. So uh, we are Acure Inc., headquartered in Sunnyvale, California, a publicly traded company. And because of the nature of uh, healthcare science and medical device, we are a highly regulated company in U.S. as well as outside of U.S. We have offices, many offices in U.S., mainly uh, manufacturing in medicine, as well as office in Europe, uh, India, China, Hong Kong, in Tokyo. We have about 1,100 full-time employees and about 100 contractors. And in many countries uh, outside of U.S. and Canada, we work through a global distributors network. And in U.S. and Canada, we have our direct sales force. And then tell me a little bit more about the medical devices that that help with these cancer treatments. Yeah, so you know the medical device is is a is a very big broader field. There are all kinds of devices. We specialize in in real time radiation therapy, where it is uh, less invasive. The bad tumors are targeted and killed using a precision radiotherapy using our systems. Uh, and uh, patients are able to come, get treated, and, and go back in after the treatment. Treatment generally lasts 20 to 40 minutes, depending upon the type of cancers and so on. Uh, as, uh, as you can imagine, this is a very you know, science-driven, R&D-focused field. So innovation is, is everything in this field of life science. And that's what drives uh, our company, our scientists, and specifically me, that's the reason I came here, because I get to be a doctor without being a doctor. <laughs> that has been my passion from the beginning in a childhood. What I found that was most fascinating when we spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago is that you, I'm going to say, I'm going to quote you. You said, we are in the business of medical devices, but ultimately we are in the business of saving lives what we do is that critical. And yeah. that has just stuck in my head, which is uh, which has just been something that I keep coming back to. And I wanted to make sure that I brought it uh, on this on our podcast today. Um, can you expand upon that a little bit? Ultimately, you know, it's unfortunate. And, and my family members have been victim of uh, this disease called cancer. And it's still the fastest growing maximum number of uh, death caused by by cancer 
And in many, many cases, we are the last hope for the patient and for the family. And that's the passion, that's the reason we are in this line of business, to be that last hope, to be that last point of care where if nothing worked, our system can help. That's amazing. What you're doing is so important. And now let's get back to some more tactical pieces and talk about your role as a global CIO and global security officer. Can you just give us a quick history on you? Yeah, so I I have a dual role at this company. Uh, let's start with global uh, chief information information officer first, followed by global chief security information because they complement each other and it allows me to have a broader visibility into what we do internally as well as externally with our customers. So focusing on, on my internal role, which is of uh, global chief information officer, I see my role as to enable our business to be more agile, be more innovative, and, and increase the velocity of doing business and provide systems and processes in a way that it makes us makes us nimble and agile. We live in a very dynamic environment. Things are changing every day, very competitive global company, uh, regulatory uh, oversight and compliance. Uh, we have to have a very agile systems and processes to be able to quickly adopt to this changing landscape, as well as with the technology, right? Nothing is, is a standstill. It's changing every single day. So that's how I look at uh, information system within Acure, uh, okay. you know, uh, cost of doing business, as well as velocity of doing business, uh, very, very important. On the other hand, as a global chief security information officer, right now, if you look at more than anybody else, including CIO, everybody is worried about cybersecurity. Who is mm-hmm. not? Big, and, big, 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 big topic. Right. And, and you hear about this every day, you know, not only businesses, but uh, individuals are getting hurt. They are losing bank balance. They are getting robbed. And in cybersecurity world, there isn't any boundary. You don't even know who robbed you and, and whom do you take take uh, to court and whom do you fight with. Right. right? <laughs> so, so there are a lot of things that are so virtual, not very well defined. Uh, and if you become victim of it, you're helpless. There's nothing you can do. So business is, is no different. Uh, we get attacked from all over the world, bad actors from uh, outside of U.S., the name of the game is be proactive. Have your defense mechanism proactively in place and test them, test them uh, so that you don't leave any obvious loopholes for actors to take advantage, right? It's more important in medical device because we have a thousand plus customer base where we put big systems on the network and any compromise to our network will compromise our customers, as well as it will bring down the systems where poor patients who who come to us as a last hope, they may not get treatment because system is not available. So I feel so honored to have both the roles in a company like Acure uh, to be able to make a big difference internally as well as externally. Right. And you chose SAP S4HANA Cloud as your uh, as your as your core system. So can you talk a little bit more about your journey to selecting SAP S4HANA? Yeah, so about two years ago when I joined Acure, I had known Acure for some time. 
And uh, after joining a you know, few months in my role, uh, the board of directors and, uh, and executive leadership uh, wanted me to initiate digital transformation project, uh, of which ERP is a big base. And when I was trying to get my arms around uh, the scoping, you know, part of the discovery, just to educate myself, uh, the, the magnitude of and the size of the complexity of what the new ERP would be, I struggled so much. I, I tried to look at our processes at very high level, end to end, and, and I was drawing a lot of boxes, process flow diagram. I could not connect all the, all the arrows and dotted lines. And, well, especially, uh, especially if you have a lot of um, information in people's heads, right? Yeah, so like you said, uh, some boxes would have systems name, you know, the software name. Some boxes would have a spreadsheet name. Some boxes would have a manual steps. Some boxes would have a teammate's name who performed those, those <laughs> tasks. I mean, how do you really connect the dots and arrows? And in many cases, arrow pointed to itself. And then my head is spinning. Why is that <laughs> happening? Uh, so that's the environment I found myself in. Disparate systems at their at their height, correct? <laughs> correct, you're right. And a system, a system could be a system could mean a person. <laughs> yeah, system is a person. That's correct. <laughs> and we basically had too many sources of truth and and a different version of truth, right? Mm -hmm. As as we embarked on this journey, we were looking at a couple of your you know SAP's competitors as well. But our goal from the get go was, look, other than radiotherapy innovation. Most of the other things, accounting, manufacturing, compliance, these are pretty standards, right? We do pretty much everything that any other companies do in life science. So we were looking for out of the box, best practice system. And we looked at multiple system. SAP came very, very close to giving us almost best practice out of the box that we wanted to achieve. And after multiple demos and, and uh, questionnaires uh, back and forth, RF by RFP and RFI, we decided to go with uh, S4 HANA for our ERP platform of choice. Amazing. And so where are you, or I guess, so you, the selection process took about, did you, how long did the selection process take? I don't remember. So selection process took uh, about six to eight months. That also included selecting our uh, partner, system integrator, Cognizant. Uh, so yeah. we had, we did both at the same time. Okay, that's a good parallel to do so that you're being as timely as possible. Where are you right now in your life cycle? Did you jump right into the project? No, no. Uh, as I said, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were fully prepared before we took the jump. Okay. So I started with a prepare phase. SAP uh, has a uh, methodology called Activate, and yes. we took full advantage of that. And Activate starts with the prepare phase. For me, this is not the first time I'm doing ERP and SAP. One of the things that I have learned about any ERP project is not about technology. It's all about organizational change. To make that happen, you need the best team that you can put together. It's all about organizational change, change management, process transformation. And what I, other thing that I have seen, 
people who are very, very supportive of new initiative like ERP transformation, as you embark on this, this journey, go deeper, they are the ones who start to resist. So you want to make sure that, that the proper preparation, education, and the change management is in place to be able to continue to, to the, through the, navigate through the journey because no matter how much you prepare, there will be bumps in the road. There will be highs and lows. There will be peaks and valleys. And if you don't have a strong team, you will fall apart. You need a team who are behind the cows 100%, have a passion, are willing to work extra hard, willing to sustain all the challenges that will be thrown on them. If you do that, you will succeed. If you don't, it's, it's going to be a struggle. And that's what uh, I did. I started with three months of prepare phase. I did several team building activities. I reached out to all department leaders and said clearly, give me your best people. This is the project we are doing for your, you for your benefit. You need to support us, but don't come on the way. Give your people, support them, and we take it from there. So first three, first three months of prepare phase, I did, a, did an assessment and we were not ready. I extended the prepare phase by another four months. So it took total seven months to prepare phase. Then we felt like we had look, prepared ourselves. We had looked at data migration, which is another messy derailer that can happen if you don't uh, have your arms around your existing data and what you decide to bring to the new system and what you decide not to bring to the new system. So as a, as a uh, result of uh, good preparation and passionate, hardworking, resilient teammates that we put together between Cognizant and Acure, if you add all that, about 170 part-time, full-time, core team, extended team, 170 of them. We finished the most challenging first phase called design and explore phase on time. In my experience, that's the phase most of the project goes sideways by that time because you're not able to fit to a standard. You're not able to agree on uh, upstream, downstream process implications and all that. But in our case, our team did a fantastic job, uh, you know, wrestling through that uh, uh, processes, fragmented processes, and basically defining what SAP will do out of the box and sticking to that, number one. Number two, only a week ago, we completed realize and build phase. Another big win for the program and for the team. And, and I believe majority of our risk is behind us except the data migration. But the good news about data migration is we have already defined the template, we have done the mapping, now it is just extracting the data and go through multiple iteration until we are able to fit them in SAP, new data model, as well as run some tests to see if the, that the data quality is what we want. So journey so far is very, very good. I'm very pleased with the team. I would say this is one of the, the fastest implementation I have seen and team is kind of tired, overworked, but we are seeing now uh, the, tile, uh, the, the light end, at the end of the tunnel 
and that makes us very happy and, and energized. So, so far, that has been our journey with S4HANA and Cognizant as far as this implementation goes. Well, it sounds like your prior proper planning has really come full force and you're seeing the fruits of all your labor. So that's really quite an accomplishment. So congratulations to all of you. How about Go Live? Tell me about Go Live and when when's plan Go Live and so so we have uh, we are almost uh, I would say 75% through system integration test. So that's the good news. We will be launching UAT pretty soon. That will go for six weeks. So our goal is to have system fully ready, tested, validated. You know, we are a medical device company. So it has to be validated using uh, uh, FDA guidance, which, which we call GMP or GXP. And we have to also make sure that we have right controls and processes and reporting in place for SOX compliance in U.S. as well as a lot of other regulatory compliance, you know, outside of U.S. So we will be system ready uh, by mid-June, and then we have a six weeks of cutover, uh, go-live planning, and go-live is on August 1st. Talk to me about your leaders, your, your executive leaders, your steering committee. How have they, how has the experience been for them and with them to get them on board for the selection as well as um, on board for the project? You know, luckily, uh, I'm a very blessed that I'm surrounded by good leaders. And in the prepare phase, uh, it was all about that, you know, making sure that each of us are fully educated, fully aligned, and fully on board uh, to support this program, no matter what it took, right? Everybody has been very unselfish. Nobody's looking at their department, their resources, they're looking at, at the enterprise level, what he or she can do to help to address any barriers and challenges. So I've been very, very lucky and fortunate. I get unconditional support and I had told them that it's, it takes a village and uh, everybody needs to be fully on board. And if we are not, let's not do this project because it doesn't help. So, so it has been a good, good ride with them. I meet with them bi-weekly. They are very inquisitive. They ask good questions. And uh, by doing that, everybody understands that they have a full support uh, from their leaders. They can go ask questions. If they need to vent, they can vent. And, and they will get the psychological support, moral support, financial support, all kinds of support that, that a leader can provide in this situation. I liked what we talk, talked about in one of our uh, previous calls about how you were educating your leaders through socializing and storytelling. And I think that that speaks volumes of how you've brought along your leadership team and created that network so that they do feel like they can have open lines of communication with you. And whether that's venting or congratulating you or just asking for guidance, it sounds like yeah. that's the kind of relationship you've built. You know, the relationship is, with the change management, relationship is everything. And building those strong ties with each of the, the department leaders, executive leaders, as well as board members are key to success. Because this is my fourth SAP project. I experienced a lot of new things that I did not on last three. So never think that 
that uh, you you have it home run because you have done few of them. Every single project like this one brings a new set of challenges depending upon which organization you are with. And, and if I didn't have their support, I would be struggling. I'm sure, uh, especially because, you know, you are, you're, you're not a giant company. You're you're a mid-market organization that really does, you know, need all hands on deck to, yeah. you know, everyone needs to be in the boat and steering the right, it's rowing in the right direction or the same direction, right? Yeah. Well, so what's next for Accurate? So you're, you're going to go live at the end of the summer, it looks like. I loved what you talked about with respect to how you dropped right in change management from the get-go to get what you know the change manager process rolling user adoption from a team perspective yeah. uh, on board and you know it sounds like you're in flight to have a really successful uh, adoption once you go live which is so amazing what's after that yeah you're looking are you looking that are you looking that forward or that that far forward <laughs> yes yeah you know I, I i think this is just a beginning you know erp is something you never stop doing. Yeah, of course, there's a major foundation building that happens in the beginning. But after that, you know, once you do it right, you have this strong, digital, secure and scalable foundation that you keep building upon. You know, the business is changing, changing every day. Uh, as a result, our needs are changing. And because of those, our processes are changing. So it, it's going to be never stand still. So but specifically next uh, two, three years, we have a well-defined journey. For example, in the first phase that we are doing that we will go live by August 1st, we are implementing enterprise uh, module, a package, right? Which has a lot to begin with. We didn't want to bite too much. You know, mm -hmm. I think the goal was to get the enterprise uh, foundation in place, which already will do way more than our current ERP system does. It will give us a lot of efficiency, uh, productivity, and a lot more insights through data analytics and reporting. That's a good foundation to build. So our next thing is going to be, big thing is going to be warehouse management, you know, okay. the barcoding. After that, we will get into uh, supplier portal, you know, Ariba, and to integrate our suppliers. We work with the distributor network uh, in 50% of our revenue comes from that. So integrating them further in our uh, ecosystems to have a better insight and partnership. So journey will continue for next uh, two to three years. And, and we are very excited. I'm very excited that after August 1st, we will have that foundation. We can dream it, we can build it, and we can achieve it. So let's talk about accomplishments, and I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your thunder for one of these accomplishments because I'm very proud to share this. Um, you already know it, obviously, because it's your, one of your accomplishments. But one of your accomplishments that you that you shared with me is that you took your obsolete processes to a 96% fit to standard within your your system that you're building or you that you're getting ready to test. Yep, that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was I was not that expecting that either. What I was expecting that I'm going to get uh, a lot of change requests from uh -huh. from our from the PMO team to deviate from <laughs> best practice and customize it. So team pleasantly surprised me 
the only customization we have in that 4% is integration with 12 systems. You know, every system is different. Salesforce, service mm-hmm. agile, you know, you, there isn't a single template that you can copy paste. You know, that's the nature of the integration. Uh, so we had to do that. There are some custom reports that we develop because the nature of our business, you know, for audits and all that. So that those were another uh, few customizations. And then few other form-related customizations we had because if you look at our, our systems, robots, they are big, complex. You know, it has so many parts and materials and those are very expensive. And we have a customers globally and, and we also service them. We cannot keep all these parts everywhere. We will be sitting on a big inventory with a lot of dollars tied right. up in inventory. So we had to make some customizations to accommodate, which allowed us to store our most expensive parts only a few locations uh, that need it most and can be easily moved around to other continents, other customers uh, as and when needed. So those were the key drivers, you know, good business drivers for those 4% that did not fit out of the box. So question for you, are you using BTP for those areas that you needed to do custom reports? Yeah, so we have, yeah, we have BTP, then you have, uh, is it called SAC? And yep. we use mm-hmm. CPI, uh, SAP CPI module for integrating with all 12 systems uh, and so on. Now, last question. What would you recommend to someone else who's getting ready to do this project? So any lessons learned or just don't be, be on the lookout for this or that or the other thing? What would you recommend? What I would uh, recommend is invest as much as you can during the prepare phase. Get to know your team. As a lead, you know, the PMO reports to me, make sure that you have a very strong program manager. That person must be highly influential, must be good at navigating through organizational boundaries, organizational issues. And if you have any doubts, don't launch into the program, work on those. For example, in my case, I hired a guy from outside, a lot of SAP experience, a lot of consulting experience. Within 90 days, I had to let him go. He didn't work out. Right. What I quickly realized that I really didn't need here in this company a program manager with a lot of SAP experience. But I realized I needed somebody who was very savvy and well-respected within the organization in a PMO leader role. And then that's what I did. I found somebody internally. That's great. And yeah, I mean, to have inter- there, there's something to be said about internal, you know, internal street credibility and and respect that yeah. just from being just from being known uh, in the organization. Yeah. And the second thing I would say, always, always be open. You never know what issues you will be confronted with. So, of course, do a lot of planning. Take the best possible people from across the organization who are resilient, who are passionate, and love challenges. On top of that, 
you'll still be hit with a lot of unexpected uh, curveballs, even it, even from the areas you you least expected. It it has it happened to me. And those are the three things I would say. If you do well, you have a highest chance of success. That's great. Thank you so much, GS. I I really love the ambitious company that you have, the ambitious goals that you talked about, and how and my the most the most important one is that you're looking to help patients who are suffering from cancer. And the the backbone of that and the foundational ERP core you need needs to be digital, scalable, reliable, and highly secure. And, and I think that based on what you've talked about and prepare, 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 you um, have done an outstanding job guiding your organization. And it sounds like you are on a great path for a, a successful go live and, and future. Yep. And thank you to SAP team. Of course, I want to start thanking my team first. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all their hard work, good work. And then followed by thanking our partner Cognizant and SAP. They have provided excellent support on, on this journey. Well, thank you. We'll we'll be checking back with you. So I might be tapping you in another 12 months to see how things are going. Absolutely. Great. Thanks, GS. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Let's Talk Cloud ERP. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to continue in a smaller, more interactive session, I would like to invite you to sign up for a value exploration workshop. This two and a half hour interactive call to action session curated for both IT and business leaders will enable you to interact directly with SAP S4HANA through our SAP S4HANA ERP simulation game. The simulation game will demonstrate how you can have greater control of your business processes by having members of your team from across business functions such as finance, sales, marketing, and procurement work together to showcase the true power of SAP S4HANA. The really cool thing about this game is you get the chance to compete and show your team's full profitability potential against other teams. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Value Exploration Workshop and upcoming dates. Finally, I would like to thank the Let's Talk Data podcast for their partnership. We couldn't do what we do without them. Until next time, I am Jennifer Frank McGrory. Have a great rest of your day.